Hello, beautiful souls. So the podcast recently got a review over on Apple Podcasts, and it says, great topics. Abigail has great topics and guests, and she knows what questions we are all thinking but can't ask. Great podcast. So whoever left that review, I truly appreciate it. And to everyone else, keep leaving those reviews, answering those Q&As, sending in those messages. I love hearing your feedback. It means the world to me, and I hope that you continue to enjoy the podcast. Hello, hello everyone, and welcome back to the Beautiful Legacy Podcast. I am your host, Abigail Gagnon, and today, first off, because this episode will be being published on 9-11, I just wanted to say that my prayers and my thoughts go out to those who lost people during that time, and um, I really hope that those of you who are in extra phases of mourning today that in this week I'm sure that um, you feel seen and heard and that you have people that are checking up on you today and also there will be an episode out on Friday about grief and I did not time that in any way that way. It just so happened that um, the way that I recorded episodes last month that they happened, it happened to be coming out this week, but I guess that is good timing. Anyways, um, but that is not what I am on here to chat about today, but um, I just wanted to put that out there that I am praying and thinking about those who were affected by that. I cannot believe that it happened 22 years ago. I remember it like it was yesterday. Um, I was, let's see, seven at the time and we were traveling back from a family vacation in Pennsylvania. And I remember my parents like being very confused as to why we couldn't go through New York and why all the roads were closed and how like it had to be fake. And we didn't have like social media on our phones. I don't even know if Facebook, no, Facebook didn't exist at that point. That came out later because it came out around the time that I got it, which was many years later. Anyways, but there wasn't like a way that we could just, you know, open up our phones and be like, hey, like, check it out. So um, my parents turned on the radio and we heard about it. And um, yeah, like I said, I remember it like it was yesterday. And it's crazy to me that it was that long ago. Anyways, um, but what I wanted to talk about today was the fact that um, living life with chronic illness is not always easy, which no one I suppose would expect it to be. But I think that there are some like misconceptions with either people that know me or just in general. So I figured I would kind of share a little bit. Um, I don't know how much I've shared similar things in the last couple Spoonie Life episodes. I think if I did, it would have been more in the first one because the second part is more of like just apps that I have found helpful. 
And so if you haven't listened to that and you also deal with um, chronic health stuff or mental health stuff, definitely check out Spoonie Life Part 2 if you want to know more about why they're called Spoonie Life and why um, like a little bit more of like the intro kind of to this little series within the podcast. Um, definitely go check out Spoonie Life Part 1 and you can, you know, pause this and go listen to that first or, you know, listen to it right after. Anyways, um, so for me personally, I deal with quite a bit, um, quite a bit of various health issues. And like I said, I don't know how much of this I've shared, um, already and how much of this was shared, um, in the Spoonie Life part one. So if you're listening to this and you're like, Hey, I already kind of know all this. Sorry. Um, I don't remember exactly what I shared in that episode. So we're just going to kind of just go with the flow. Anyways, so for me personally, I for a long time have dealt with fainting and also I have dealt with migraines and like headaches for a very long time, but not to the degree that it is now. I also have broken both my wrists and so I have carpal tunnel syndrome in both my wrists. Um, I also have issues with the ligaments in my knees, which can sometimes cause my kneecaps to come out of place or get locked up and it's very painful. I also have super flat feet, which isn't like a huge deal, I guess, in and of itself. However, because of the fact that I have really flat feet and issues with my knees, I also have issues with my hips sometimes coming out of place. Along with, I know that most people, you know, might have like one leg that's shorter or longer than the other, but because I also have scoliosis, if my spine, like if I haven't been adjusted by the chiropractor in a bit, or if I have a fall or whatever, like just the combination of like from my feet to my knees to my hips. And then I also have some degenerative discs in my lower spine. I broke my tailbone when I was 15, 16 years old and it broke at like a 90 degree angle and never quite healed properly like back into like it's supposed to like proper angle. And so sometimes if I sit on hard surfaces for a long period of time, my tailbone will still hurt. Um, when I first broke it, I had to have one of those like hemorrhoid, um, like blow up like tubes that I had to sit on for months. And now I can sit on hard surfaces and, um, for the most part be okay. But I do have like a crazy Creek that sometimes I'll bring like for camping or whatever. So that if we're sitting on like picnic benches, or if I'm going to go sit down on the dock, I'll make sure that I, you know, either sit on a chair or that I fold up my towel because any hard surface on my tailbone for a long period of time, I end up in a lot of pain. And then I have scoliosis. And I also, because of like stress, with like my whole body being, you know, not quite right. And then also just stress and anxiety in life in general, I hold a lot of tension in my shoulders and my neck, which then gets attributed to causing some of my migraines. So the migraines in and of themselves are not due to my spine necessarily. But if I do have any sort of like issue with my alignment out of the ordinary like it's not quite aligned anyway because I've got issues but if I don't see the chiropractor for a period of time that will then compound itself and then it just it's not good 
then also with the migraines, sometimes with like air pressure and stuff, like when there's a lot of storms, that can affect my migraines in and of themselves. Plus, sometimes it will affect my joints. And so that's a fun time. And I also have a thyroid condition. I've got asthma. I, you know, have seasonal allergies, which in and of themselves is not that big of a deal. But if I am really struggling with my allergies because of the congestion that can also cause an issue with my migraines being worse. And some of my migraines are silent. So for those that may not know what that is, I believe I may have talked about it in the first episode of the Spoonie Life series, but I'll repeat myself. So basically when I have silent migraines, and I think there's like a technical term for it, but um, I just normally refer to it as silent migraines because that's what the doctors also said it was. I think, like I said, I think there's a technical term, but when you have a silent migraine, if you struggle with migraines in general, um, any of the symptoms that you deal with, with your migraine, like say you deal with blurry vision, you deal with brain fog, you deal with shaky hands, you deal with forgetting words, um, fainting, nausea, vomiting, all of that. It's, all of that, but you don't have the migraine pain. Sometimes I'll have a headache, but oftentimes I will just have those symptoms. And so for a while, people, doctors and stuff thought that I just was dealing with vertigo. So they kept saying, oh, it's an inner ear issue. It's an inner ear issue. But they tested my hearing multiple times. I did physical therapy and, um, it helped a little bit, but not completely. It would help for a time. And then it just, didn't work. So, um, because that wasn't my main issue. Now I also deal with ringing in my ears when I have migraines. So some of the first symptoms that I generally experience when a migraine is about to come on, sometimes I wake up with them, but sometimes if I'm just going about my day, if I notice that I'm more klutzy, like if I start walking into things, um, or if, um, I'm dropping lots of stuff, or if I'm starting to have like some ringing in my ears or pain like on my eyebrow bone, I know that a migraine is coming and whether it's going to be a silent migraine or just a my like full-blown migraine, those are things that I deal with. So for me, when that starts to happen, um, things that have helped me with my migraines, one, if you haven't listened to Spoonie Life Part 2, definitely go take a listen. But um, if you deal with headaches and migraines, highly recommend getting the Migraine Buddy app because it allows you to track it, put notes, put all kinds of symptoms. You can add symptoms. And if you're going to end up seeing a doctor eventually, or even if you currently see a doctor, a lot of the questions that they're going to ask you, especially if they have you take the Midas scale like quiz thing, the questions are in there and they also have like highlights. So if you listen, if you listen, if you record it on there, you can then open the app and not have to like remember back to, oh, two weeks ago, what exactly like some of the things that may have triggered and whatever. So where was I going with this? Oh, so as far as different things that have helped, I have blue light glasses that I wear if I'm going to be on my phone. I try to make sure that I put, turn the volume down like lower than I normally would on like the TV or well, we have a projector, but either way, same idea. Um, I often will use like CBD cream or the M-Grain oil blend. There's all kinds of different like essential oil blends that you can use for helping with headaches and migraines. 
Um, I don't have it right next to me, so I can't read off the label, but I know that it's got like basil in it, peppermint, eucalyptus. I want to say it's got marjoram in it. I don't think I'm saying that word correctly, but either way, and it has like a couple other ones in it as well. And then I also will use um, lemongrass oil for um, helping with the nausea. I'll use lemon ginger tea and preggy drops. It's not just for people who are dealing with pregnancy. Um, I've got gotten them at Walmart. I've gotten them on Amazon and they really help. It's like a candy. They also have it in lollipop form, but I just got like the hard candy version and that really helps with my nausea. And I'm trying to think of other things, ice and heat. Um, I'll alternate ice on my neck and heat like on my head and then like switch back and forth. I have a TENS unit that I'll use to help with like the muscle, like if any of it's coming from my muscles. Um, I also have a neck massager that I use. Um, I will use sometimes a foam roller, like lay on that to kind of help release some of the pain or roll on it if I feel like we have a harder one and I'll roll out on it in case some of it has to do with my spine. Sometimes it will like pop things back into place. I have a still point inducer to help with the mu- muscle tension in my neck. Um, and it looks like red boobs. <laughs> That's what my husband calls it. And it was funny because my sister-in-law or one of my sisters-in-law opened it, uh, opened a drawer in my end table to get something. I think it was actually like a preggy drop. I think she was nauseous. Uh, maybe because of her period or something. I don't know. But either way. And she's like, why do you have red a thing that looks like red boobs in here. Like that's literally what it looks like, but you put it at the base of your neck and it really does help. I also see a chiropractor at least every few months. I normally will see them before my migraine shots, um, if not in between there as well. And then I also um, do some medication. So I'm on a couple and then um, that are like as needed. And then I do a Jovi shot. So I actually just got my Jovi shots last night and I'm not feeling the best today, but I just wanted to come and share not only some things that have helped me if you deal with migraines and you may not know of some of those things, or if you don't use the Migraine Buddy app, definitely recommend. Um, But I also just wanted to say that sometimes it can be super hard when you deal with chronic stuff and you want to participate with things, but you don't look sick. And so for instance, this weekend we went camping and we were gone from Thursday afternoon until yesterday afternoon. And so it was a decent, it was like several nights and I didn't sleep the best. It was hot. The bed isn't like the mattresses isn't incredibly comfortable. We have a camper and we do double up the mattresses, but it's still a lot stiffer than um, our mattress at home. And definitely with like my hip pain and my back pain and stuff, it like just it wasn't that comfortable. And then it was very it was abnormally hot here in New England this past weekend. And so typically when we camp in September, we'll even like be using like the propane heater in the camper to put heat on and we'll heat up the camper before we go to bed and then, you know, um, shut it off. And then once we're like under the blankets and stuff, we're fine, but we're normally wearing like sweatshirts, sometimes even winter hats when we've camped. Cause I've been camping the same weekend in September. I didn't go for many years, but, um, when I was a kid, I went and then the past three years, um, my husband and I have gone and it's just, it was crazy that it was so hot. Like we swam, we were 
it was gross, <laughs> like how hot it was at points. But my point is, is we went for multiple days and not only does heat sometimes make me feel worse. Another thing that I do often is use like electrolytes. I make sure that I put electrolytes in my water and I also um, make sure that I'm eating enough because I know when I don't feel good, sometimes I don't eat as much or I don't drink as much because I'm like, I don't feel good. I don't feel like getting up to get food, but make sure you're eating and you're drinking. Like even if that's all you're getting up to do, make sure you're doing it. I know you may say like, oh, I don't want to drink that much because I'm going to get up to go to the bathroom. It's better to get that fluid in you and put some electrolytes in your water or put like a pinch of salt in your water um, because that can also help with your electrolytes. It's better to do that and know that like, hey, the way that I'm feeling doesn't have it to do with anything with the fact that I am, you know, dehydrated or that I haven't had food. Because even if it's not necessarily the cause of it, if you then go and don't drink and you don't eat, that's going to just make it worse because you're going to feel not good because of those things as well. Um, but anyways, so with camping, it's hard because yes, not yesterday, Saturday, I did not feel well at all. And if I had been home, it like the way that I felt, it would have been one of those days where I alternated heat and ice, used the neck massager, used the TENS unit, put my blue light glasses on and just laid on the couch and watched something or listened to a podcast and just kind of zoned out for the day. And But obviously with camping, that's kind of not really that easy to do because one, we didn't have electricity. Two, it was very hot in the camper. And also like you have to walk further to the bathroom because you're on campsites and like we were with people. So like I would go out down and like hang out at the campsite with everyone else. We went to, my husband and I went to a couple stores and things like that. And so even though looking at me, you may not have been able to tell because I pushed through, it is hard because it's like, I don't feel good at all, but I'm trying to like not show it. And then, you know, in the back of my head, I'm like, oh, if I can do all of this generally when I you know, I can do this and be fine feeling this way. Why do I not do more when I'm at home and feeling this way? And then it's like, okay, well, I can relax at home. And the more I relax and, you know, allow my body to rest, the more I can do when I'm feeling better. And so I often end up gaslighting myself into thinking like, I'm not as sick as I am because I'm pushing through even when I don't feel good. I don't know if that makes any sense. And so sometimes it can be really hard to not look sick. And I'm not saying that I want to look sick, but I'm just saying that people with invisible illnesses, please just understand that even though people may be young, they may not look sick, they may do certain things when they say they're miserable and then other days they're miserable, they don't. And you're like, well, you just did it the other day when you were miserable. There may be different circumstances. Like one, I may do something and know, hey, I'm getting my migraine shots, you know, tonight. I'm going to go, you know, all out today, even if I don't feel well, because I know that for me personally, mentally, it's a lot easier for me to allow myself to rest on my migraine shot months because it's like, I just had my shots, you know, I don't feel good. And I have like an excuse, even though I shouldn't have to need one, you know, not feeling well and being dizzy and whatever should be a reason enough to not necessarily just sit on my butt all day, but take it more easy 
than I would if I have a day where I don't feel as bad and maybe I have just a headache and yeah, I've got the spine and whatever issues and I'm, you know, in constant pain elsewhere, but at least like my head is not that bad today. You know what I mean? And so I shouldn't need a reason, but for me, I have a very hard time if someone messages me or if someone wants to hang out. And I'm not saying don't invite me to things. If you're listening to this and you know me personally, like please don't say I don't want to be invited to things. Like I would rather be invited and have to tell you no, I don't feel up to it than not be invited at all. But it can be hard because like I said, sometimes I may push through and then, you know, convince myself that I'm not as sick as I am because I pushed through when I don't feel good. And I don't know if I'm making any sense because I don't feel good right now. But it's just, it's really hard. It's really hard when you look fine. And you know, like there are days a couple of times where people have been like, oh, you look like you don't feel good today. And I'll be like, yeah, I don't feel good any day. But yes, I feel worse today. And I don't mean to say that to be like rude or anything, but I think sometimes people often forget because I do things that, and you know, I may be more active um, some days or whatever. They're like, oh, she feels fine today. And it's like, no, I don't feel fine, but I feel my version of fine. And I think that it can be hard for people that are in general healthy to comprehend what it's like to never feel well. And it's also hard for those of us that never feel well to comprehend somebody who has a body that always feels, (laughs) always feels well. And it's just, it's hard. It's hard to not convince yourself that you're better than you are because you can do things one day, but can another time or shouldn't be doing it, but are doing it because you don't have a choice or because you're like, I can just rest this week or whatever it may be. And then for me currently at the moment, I'm also on my period. So I get the joy of recovering from camping, which is fun. It is storming. Well, not quite storming, but it's raining and it's supposed to be raining and gross all week and it's really dark outside. So they've got the air pressure factor and I didn't really get good sleep. I slept great last night. Like I don't even remember falling asleep, but I didn't sleep well for days. And I also got my shots, which puts me back a little bit. So I've got all those factors. But at the same time, I'm grateful for the fact that because I have all those things going against me at the moment, I'm allowing myself to rest and know like, if I don't respond to someone, I can just be like, hey, sorry, I didn't get back to you because I didn't feel good. I got my migraine shots. And it's sad to me that I have to give myself permission or I can give myself permission when I'm on my period, when I've got my migraine shots or if I'm sick, but I can't give myself permission to rest other times. And it's just, it's really hard. And I feel like I'm just rambling and not really making much sense, but I just wanted to put it out there that if you know somebody who deals with chronic health stuff, like don't ever tell them like, well, you don't look sick because we know, we know, we look in the mirror all the time and are like, I'm fine. Like, I don't look like I should be sick or I am too young or I don't know. I just feel like there's so many different things that we're telling ourselves already. So like you saying, oh, well, you know, you did this yesterday and you said you didn't feel good, you know, or you don't look sick or you're too young to have all that pain or just wait till you're older. I've been told before, like, just wait till you're older and then you'll know what joint pain and back pain and stuff feel like. It's like, no, I've been experienced 
experiencing constant back pain since I was like 15, 16 years old. And that was like 14, 13, 15 years ago. No, 13, 14 years ago. Oh my gosh. Um, but either way, over a decade worth of being in constant pain constitutes me knowing what it's like. Like you don't have to tell me because I'm not even 30 yet that I don't know what constant pain is like or I'm too young to be tired. Like if your body is constantly fighting against itself, you're going to be more tired than an average person. Especially, like I said, if you have other factors too, like allergies or if I'm sick, before I had my migraines worse and before like well, my back pain was bad, but it wasn't as bad at points or whatever, like depending on what other pain I'm in, if I'm sick, I would say I'm a baby because I still do things, but I am like way more miserable than somebody that just gets a cold and doesn't have all those other factors that feel worse because of that. And I'm not saying this to like pity me or feel bad for me because I, you know, poor Abigail, she, she deals with all this stuff, but just know that one, if you know me personally, please know that I'm not ignoring you. And also I don't owe anyone an immediate response just because I have a smartphone, but just please give me grace and not like expect necessarily a fast answer during my shot months or even not just understand that I deal with migraines and stuff and I do very my very very best to you know not only you know put out podcast episodes since I've been doing them to be there for people in the ministry to be there for my friends in general but like I'm fighting against my own head and words of I don't know, I don't want to say judgment, but like being negative to myself, like, oh, you're not being a good friend because you're not responding fast enough. Or, oh, you'll, you know, if you have kids, you'll never be a good mom because you couldn't go over and babysit your nieces because you had a really bad migraine. Like, what if that happened and you had kids? Like, what would you do? And, you know, you're going to be a crappy mom because you're not always going to be able to do physical stuff with your kids. And you may have more days sitting at home just coloring or watching TV with them than the average mom or whatever. Like I already have all that stuff going against me in my own head. So please just be patient and understanding and know that if I can't do something, it's not because I don't want to. Like it is so hard to have your body and your soul fighting against each other. Like it's so hard to have my soul and who I am on the inside want to do all these things in my body being like, no, girlfriend, you need to sit down. You can't do all that. And I get like, obviously when everyone gets older, they can't do the same stuff they could when they were, you know, young, but it can be really hard. And for those that also deal with chronic health stuff, I feel you. I feel you. And like I said, if you know someone who deals with that, whether it be me or somebody else, or me and someone else, like, please just know that we're doing our very best. And sometimes just cleaning the house is hard enough and takes enough out of us. And I know that, you know, it's really hard for me sometimes, like when I meet someone new and they're like, oh, what do you do for work? And I'm like, I don't work. 
And sometimes people give me like really weird looks like I'm lazy. And it's hard because it's like, no, you didn't know me when I used to work all the time. And I'm not saying that working six to seven days a week and never really having time off and working so much that you don't really have a life outside of work is healthy. But I also am the type that whenever I wasn't working, I was always on the go. Like I'm not the type that likes just being and which is why I do so many things so that even when I'm sitting here and I can't do a lot physically like I can do some stuff like record a podcast episode that may not make much sense but I'm doing it and just different things like that that I can do from home and there are some days where I don't feel the best but like compared to like a normal person but I do a lot of stuff around the house like that's like my work day and even though I'm not getting paid for it, even though it's not a job, like it's one less thing that my husband has to worry about when he comes home. Like he doesn't have to worry about the laundry or the dishes or making himself breakfast for the week or, you know, making his lunches for the week or have to worry about mopping the floor or have to worry about cleaning the bathroom and just different things like that, that like that if he didn't have me, that he would have to think about. And yeah, could he do it? absolutely and would there be maybe a little bit less mess because there wouldn't be me if he was single then yeah absolutely but you know we all have different things that we do and sometimes I have a hard time with saying I don't work because it's like I wish that I could but at the same time I'm grateful that I can do as much as I can because just a few years ago, I I couldn't do hardly anything. I was either laying in bed crying, sleeping, or puking. Like that basically was it. And I even didn't really sleep very much because the, my migraines, my silent migraines were so bad that I was like dizzy constantly. And I'm still dizzy a lot of the time, but to the point where me closing my eyes to sleep, I felt like so nauseous, but it was like, if I keep my eyes open, I can't sleep. But if I close my eyes to try to sleep, then I'm so dizzy that I'm nauseous and then I'm just going to puke again. And also like, if I keep my eyes open, sometimes even just having my eyes open would hurt my head, even if it was dark, like it was really bad. And so I'm grateful that I can do as much as I can and like comparing myself to past versions of me that was sicker I'm so grateful but it doesn't make it easy and like I said I don't know if any of this is making sense but I hope that if you also struggle with chronic health stuff that you can maybe relate to something I said and that you feel seen and heard and remember that no matter what you do like doing more doesn't add to your value so doing less cannot subtract from it like just know that your worth doesn't fluctuate based on how much you do. It can be really hard and I am struggling so hard not to do the laundry and not to do the dishes and not to make my husband's breakfast for the week. Right now, like you have no idea how hard it is for me to just relax even though I feel like absolute garbage. But I know that right before he left for work this morning, he said, hey, do not do any cleaning today. Do not do that laundry. Do not do the dishes. You need to rest. I will take care of it when I get home. And I love 
that he knows me well enough to know that if he didn't say that, I would do it. And then he'd lecture me when he got home, not in like a mean way, but he'd be like, what are you doing? Like, I could have taken care of that. Like, there are so many times where I, he's come home and I've been like, oh, by the way, like I fainted today, but I did get the laundry done. And he'll be like, what on earth? Like, how is that? Like, (laughs) why, (laughs) why would you worry about that? Like, if you're so dizzy that you're fainting or you're like not doing so well that you fainted, why on earth? are you doing the freaking laundry? Like he, I'm so grateful that he's not the type of person that is going to treat me horribly because stuff doesn't get done for a few days, especially when he knows that like I'm on my period and I got my shots and the weather and coming back from camping. Like he knows I have all these factors against me. So he's extra understanding during this time, but like, I don't know, but it doesn't make it any easier not to want to do a bunch of stuff. But anyways, like I said, I hope that if you also struggle, that you feel seen and heard. And if you don't struggle, I hope this maybe gave you a little bit of glimpse into what some people deal with. And I know that some other people deal with a lot worse health stuff than I do. And I'm not saying that to say that what I deal with is not hard because it is, but I'm not trying to invalidate anyone else's pain. But I just want people that don't deal with it to know. And I'm not saying this to like I said, like, oh, poor Abigail or, you know, pity me or if you know me personally, try to pitch me things to cure me because please don't do that. But I just want if you know someone or if you know me personally, like I said, just know that it's hard, but I do my best to not be a negative Nancy (laughs) and not constantly complain about it. But just know like for those of us that deal with it, we're in constant pain all the time. We are constantly not feeling good. So if we're talking about it more, it is not because we're trying to be negative or we're trying to be annoying or we're trying to make you feel bad for us. It's because we're in so much pain that that's literally all we can think about. And so there's nothing else that we can focus on to talk about besides how we're feeling because it's so bad. There are days when I used to work in the kitchen where my back hurt so bad, like I'd crouch down to like get something and then I'd have to like breathe and count to like 10 in order to get myself talked into like standing back up because I was in so much pain. And whenever that would happen, for the most part, everyone was understanding. But there were a couple of times where one of my coworkers would say like something like, you're just, you know, trying to get sympathy today. And I'd be like, no, no, I'm not. I'm just in that much pain and struggling that much that I'm having trouble just getting up from crouching down. Like I'm always in pain, dude. And it is, it's just worse today. And me talking about it or me wincing when I walk is not for you to pity me, not for attention. It's because I literally am struggling so hard just to concentrate on functioning, let alone working, that I can't fix my face (laughs) Um, and that I can't put on this like facade that I feel fine. 
And there are days where I feel relatively okay, like my version of okay, where I can function, be happy and whatever, and focus on other things. And it's kind of more on the back of my mind, but it still is, it's still hard, no matter whether it's a low pain day or a high pain day, it's hard. So please just be patient and understanding with those that you know, deal with invisible health issues, because it's not easy for us. And while it may not be easy to have to listen to us sometimes, complain about it or to accommodate us or to, you know, not have us around when you need or want us to be, please know that we're not just sitting here not wanting to be there. And we're not trying to make life difficult for saying that, like, we need accommodations, It's we're wanting accommodations that we can be there so that we can show up because if we didn't have them, then we wouldn't be able to be there and we would rather put ourselves out there even when it's hard to sometimes ask for different things, ask for certain accommodations so that we can show up and it's more awkward for us to have to ask for them than you may realize. So just give people that you know that struggle with stuff like this grace And please be patient with us. And if you know me personally and you're listening to this on September 11th or this week or within the next couple weeks, please know that I'm not ignoring you on purpose or well, I am because I'm giving myself time to recover, but I'm not ignoring you because I don't want to talk to you. It's because I don't feel good and I'm trying to recover so that I can be the best version of myself that I can be for you and to have you know to be able to give you the best support that I can and I can't do that right now so anyways I hope something in all this jumble of words made some sense I love you all always remember that you are loved you are priceless you are worth it and I will talk to you all later